Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing. That's badass wood art in Eastside Jujitsu. Did I say that right this time? I mean, it's close. It's close. It's close. It it's works. close. Uh, remember to use promo code CT Pocket for twenty percent off any one item at That's BadassWoodArt.com. Moments away from the Vikings' first selection in the twenty twenty three draft. I already know it. Um, it, it was spoiled for me, but Ryan doesn't like the Twitter feed. Oh. And so I will let him. We got We can in- watch it live. Like, yeah, we well, watch go it ahead. Live. Go ahead. You They're can all really watch happy. It live. And it really looks like Keenan McCardell's happy. Yeah. He's stepping up. I think he is. As he should be. <laughs> Ryan, is it up yet? I- it, sh- it should be Marvin Mims, but it's Addison, huh? I didn't say anything about that. No, I, I if he's that screen. happy, <laughs> it's definitely not on the screen yet. They're they're so disgusting. The pundits are disgusting. I'm sad because we don't have uh we don't have our wide receiver guru on the on the pod right now. I don't know where he is. <laughs> and he's really excited about said player if that's the selection. If yeah, if that's the guy. I'm guessing it is because you're really happy about it too, and you really liked him too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here they go. Here we go. Man, I really thought perfect. we were going to trade out. No, dude, this is perfect. This is such this is this is a perfect pick for the Vikings. They're set up for a decade-long success at the wide receiver position. And the thing that from like a cap perspective too, you have JJ finally hitting his like big money and now you have Addison for five years on a rookie deal. Like you have a, a dual threat at wide receiver now for the next handful of years. It's this is this is fantastic. Get hyped, I think, Ryan. I think this is the best case scenario if you couldn't trade back. This is the best case scenario that you can put in place, uh, given what happened in the beginning of the draft. Obviously, Vikings Twitter was just like enamored over the last couple days with like Anthony Richardson. I mean, I, 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 I seen more comments on Anthony Richardson than I thought I ever would need to about him being a Viking. And I was all for it. <laughs> um, obviously CJ Stroud was CJ Stroud was projected to fall all yes. smoke screens. Everything was a smoke screen. They all knew that what they were doing. And so without those quarterbacks being available, you had to go receiver or corner. I would have, Definitely put in some consideration, and I'm sure they did with Joey Porter Jr. here, given his skill set and and Flor, um, Flores' defense. But like you said, Matt, you know you're locked in with two. You know you have Just, Justin Jefferson's clear one. Yeah. Jordan Addison on most teams could definitely be a, a a one or maybe like a you know even like a strong like one B whatever you want to call it. Um, great routes in and out of breaks really quickly. Uh, really sure-handed receiver. I wish he was a little bigger. Uh, you know, I, I think he he can get bumped a little bit easy. But <clears throat> I think uh, and that that was my comp there too. Calvin Ridley. He's been able to make a a living doing this in the NFL at that yes. size. And uh, you know, if he follows in that you know that those footsteps, he's going to be a really great addition to this team. Jason, I feel like so we haven't ever had like a show this off season together yeah. with you. And I don't know where you stood going into this draft. So are you happy with, with Jordan Addison, like being the guy that we just took? Like, I'm happy with the strategy that brought us to the decision. Like 
obviously it looked like their first choice was aligned with Ryan's. They were looking to get out of there. They were looking to trade back and they like took calls until like the very last minute. But at the end of the day, they made a smart positional value pick and took a player that pretty much unanimously anyone I know that like is digging into the tape or knows anything about the draft. Everyone loved Jordan Addison. So like, I don't know that this is really a pick you could be upset about it invests in offense, which is the strength of the team right now. And like you replace a, a player like Adam Thielen that just left with someone who has uh, an amazing skill set. So yeah, I, I love the pick. And I also love that as soon as the pick went in and it was a wide receiver, Miles popped up in the group chat saying that, uh, hey guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm on my way. <laughs> and the, the drip's real. Look at his outfit right now. I love it. You got to have some player with some swag, and uh, clearly he's got that. So you need love that. it. By the way, check the comment here. Oh, just, boy. Oh, just, boy. <laughs> and I can check real quick, too, where I'm at in the, the, uh, the old mock draft scoring I hope I'm high. I haven't looked in a little bit. Oh, I am getting destroyed. So, well, I'm tied for Rocket. for third place with Jordan being the selection here. Yeah, I um, I had him mocked to us most of the day, and then I was tinkering, 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 and then I just bought into the Anthony Richardson love and switched at last minute. So, <laughs> <laughs> but. No, I again. I'm I'm ecstatic. We needed this. Uh, Adam Thielen leaving, KJ Osborne being on the last year of his deal, um, Jalen Rager being you know not really effective, but also on the last year of his deal, and uh, so we don't really have much of a future at the receiver position outside of Justin Jefferson, Jalen Naylor. So getting another guy to come in here and and learn that offense quickly, um, who can get open without being schemed open. Uh, it is just going to be a really good benefit to the team. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we double dipped at receiver at some point here in the draft, if, you know, we're somehow able to accumulate a few more picks. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, because there, there's still a field stretcher skill set that potentially is needed. Not saying that you would take that early, but even like late round, like Puka Nakua, I think it's yeah. his name. Uh, he has that ability to kind of be that field stretcher, kind of taller receiver um, that, that's got some speed. So, you know, I we do need that skill set here. We uh, we don't have a future there. Miles, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> Miles, you. What have I been telling y'all? Yeah, you. I yeah, you wanted it. You wanted it the whole time. Uh, great pick. I know. Let's. I want to get your analysis here real quick. All I want to finish on my thought here is Miles. You always talk about the need to be able to not just draft for today not draft for this year, but you got to look at the future, right? And at, at the future of the wide receiver position for the Vikings is, is grim. Like uh, we, we have a guy, two guys on one year deals, basically Uh, our last year of the deals. I don't KJ Osborne has been good. I don't necessarily know if we need to give him a second contract. Um, I, I don't think he's been that good. So this allows us to have that flexibility next off season to really evaluate that. Um, great pick. I, I, I'm ecstatic. Miles, give us a little bit of love here for him. <laughs> yeah, like I, I've been, I've been kind of championing since the jump. Like he was my wide receiver too in this draft class. I think he just brings everything that I look for in a receiver. He, like, yeah, he may be a little slim, but I, at the end of the day, he he knows how to create separation. He wins. He uses his hands well. His, his stem and ability to win at the top of routes. Um, his nuance. 
I think he understands leverage. I, there, everything I watch from a Jordan Addison, he just feels like – this is why I said like a, a Robert Woods type to your Cooper Cup and, and Justin Jefferson. That's what I see in this dynamic – in this duo. And I think, I think you pair them together. And I think with KJ being a guy that can kind of do a little bit of everything too, you have three receivers now to go with TJ Hawkinson that can – kind of you can create verticals at ever, or levels you know for that for this offense that they were kind of missing um Addison may, may not be, he's a like a mid 4-4 four, four, high 4-4 four, four guy but he plays faster than that and he's smoother than that and they were missing a little bit of that speed um and they kind of get that route running back like they lost it in Adam Thielen but um Addison brings that route running back and so um I'm just super excited because like you said Ryan to me it wasn't just about this year I think Addison can help immediately but you also have KJ Osborne in a contract here. You have Jalen Rager in a contract here. You just have nobody behind those guys that you have any trust in yet. Um, or did have you any, say, did you say Jalen Rager as like one of the yeah. guys we can have trust in? No, no, right. no. I mean, I mean, Jalen Rager is a guy that is in a contract here that he's not here. Like he's not going to, he's not factoring into the plans beyond this year. Like, and so you're thinking about like, Hey, if we can't get a quarterback this year, well, let's get, as many weapons around this around a potential future young quarterback, or even maybe it is Kirk for another couple of years, who knows, but like we have that, those weapons now and we have those guys to build around. And when you get more expensive at wide receiver with JJ, you get more expensive with uh, TJ Hawkinson eventually here, having those guys on rookie contracts for four, four or five years with Addison, that just helps so much. And so I think, I think his ceiling just it helps raise that ceiling of the offense a little bit more. Um, and so I'm just super excited because I think he just brings a little bit of everything that this, this team could use. Yeah, Miles. So, like, what would you say to the people who are like, the defense is trash? Like, how can you not, <laughs> how can you not even address the defense when the defense is as bad as it is? I would say you kind of have. So, I would start by saying Jordan Addison was literally the cutoff at, at wide receiver, and it was like him being a top 30-ish, you know, player in the draft. And then the rest of the receivers were kind of in that second tier, like the the, the second round, third, second day tier. And I think Addison was, was by far the best guy available. And then the tier completely falls off the cliff. And I think the Vikings didn't want to lose that. And so um, I would start with that. With that, But then I would say, like, from a defense, defensive perspective, I've always said as much as we need cornerback, um, you're asking a rookie cornerback to come in and, and what? That's kind of always been my question. And again, it, I know it's about the long term, but if you want immediate contribution, you're going to get more of that out of Aston than you you would get out of a rookie. And the Vikings at cornerback at least have Byron Murphy, a Caleb Evans, and uh, um, and Andrew Booth Jr. to go with Joe Joe Juan Williams, who's kind of a throw-in. But like they have those four guys. I'm not saying that they're world beaters, but you have young guys that you hopefully are excited to develop and give those guys an opportunity. And that doesn't mean they can't go get a guy on day two tomorrow. Like, I know they have pick 87, but it's a deeper cornerback class to me than it is a wide receiver class. And I think they can go get um, some defensive, you know, long-term defensive weapons um, tomorrow into into Saturday morning more than they could get probably a wide receiver with the impact that they, they get out of Addison. And, and granted, I, I don't know where the, the chatter is coming from, but in our – uh, live chat here there's a lot of rumblings that we're potentially trying to move back in the first i just don't um, know how how you yeah i'm not sure what you would do um I, I don't know how it? you would get there i well, mean unless bill's you're yeah bill's just traded up Deontay banks just went so joey porter jr is still out there which is interesting 
Um, yeah, I just don't know how you get there. Um, you know, we, we don't really have any assets worth that. And then, yeah, I mean, you have a third round pick, I guess, future capital, but you know, <laughs> we keep kicking the can down the line every now and then here. Like it, it kills the future drafts, right? Like, like at this year we're, we're struggling with picks, uh, granted all day, every day I'm taking TJ Hawkinson for a second round pick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And now we got to talk that uh, we should have taken, you know, the quarterback out of Kentucky, Mr. Levis. M- Miles, there's a lot of steam about that early. And uh, Vikings fans seem to get really excited about the possibility of getting a new quarterback in this draft. I guess what's your thought on them not taking a quarterback of the future? You mentioned that there's no future at wide receiver after this year. You could say the same thing at quarterback, no? Yeah, and – and to be honest, if the Vikings had decided they wanted to take a Will Levis at 23, even if I'm not the biggest fan of Will Levis, I would, I would have understood the pick. Because I think at least there's upside. I think there's an, there's like opportunity to build around him. Um, but they didn't. And so that, that tells me something. That tells me that, you know, Will Levis did. And to be honest, we had heard some rumblings that, you know, Will Levis might not be the guy for them. Um, I'd always heard it was the top three guys, which I'm sure most teams, as, it, as you can see, it was the top three guys are kind of bust in this class. Um, doesn't mean those guys won't get opportunity. And I would assume Will Levis either goes, where is he? <laughs> maybe, maybe very end of the first, but I'd guess probably tomorrow. Um, but, and him and Hooker are probably the next two guys. Um, and then after that, it's kind of just guys, right? So I don't yeah. know. I, I think I always assume the Vikings, when they're going to take a swing at quarterback, they're going to take a swing. They're not just going to hope a guy falls to them. And that doesn't mean if a guy falls that they don't, they like enough they're going to take him but i was assuming that they're going to be a little bit more aggressive because they want to go get a guy because they want to have that conviction about a guy um and clearly they don't have that about will levis because otherwise they would have taken him um or even hen and hooker enough if they had enough conviction to take right. him over a wide receiver so that that's kind of where i'm at if they had done it you know me i'd have gotten on board because <laughs> hey shit throw that roll that dice you know what i'm saying like and and back to the back to the jordan addison pick so there was some rumors out there, and I, I, uh, I heard from a source of mine, which isn't really a source, just really a friend who has the actual source um, that that Addison really uh, liked us. So, yeah. what's interesting about this is that, or like, what, what I'm excited for is the fact that there was v- mutual respect there. There is mutual admiration and love there. Uh, because we went out and got him, which is great, but he wanted to be here from, again, from the source, my friend's source. Uh, he wanted to be here. He fell in love with the facilities. He fell in love with the coaches, the, the tra- you know, all the staff that he met with um, and, and, you know, r- really told his people that he wanted to be here, which again, I want people who want to be here. You know what I mean? Like it, it just makes that, uh, that drive and that hunger just that much more for that player. Yeah, no, and I, I think if you're a receiver in this draft, coming to why would you not want to come to Minnesota? There's like Zay Flowers going to Baltimore. There's more. There's more um, uh, competition for targets. Then there's uh, Quentin Johnson. There's more competition for targets. There's uh, who, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba. More competition for targets. Jordan Addison. Like, yeah, I know he's got T.J. Hoggins, and that's competition for targets. K.J. Osborne too. I'm not trying to dismiss him. But, again, it's a future thing playing opposite Justin Jefferson, best receiver in the league. You're going to see more one-on-one opportunities. Like, it's just 
it's just natural, right? They're going to help each other out. And so this opportunity for Jordan Addison is as good as any of these guys. And I think um, that's what, you know, landing spot wise, why would you not? And it's a, you know, more of a pass first type type of offense. Yep. Who the Bills, who the Bills trade with? I missed it. The Bills. With the Jaguars. Oh, okay. I'm moving you, Ryan. I'm back. Sorry. Apologize for that. Miles. What up? We got him. We got him. They just took a tight end? Yeah, Dalton Kincaid. They just paid. God, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't worry about they, them. Don't worry well, about no, them. I, no, no, it's fine. I'm just like, they just paid. They just paid. Uh, uh, who's their tight end? Uh, Look at. Look at these guys in the chat. Everyone seems to be pretty happy. Knox. Miles, What's sorry. Up? Sorry if you already covered this. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you were you were you surprised that like obviously they probably wanted to trade back, but were you surprised with the Will Levis stuff, like not not taking him? No. Okay. I'm going to need you we, to elaborate. That, well, that, ah. That's what creates content. Out of the, <laughs> out of the, out of the quarterbacks in, this, in, this, in, the, in the draft, I think it was clear that the, the Vikings and clearly most majority of the teams, it was the top three yeah. guys. And then the rest of the guys were kind of that, like, that second tier guys that, yeah, maybe we take a chance, but they're not guys that we're like really are sold on. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, – with the Vikings, I kind of touched on this right before you, you hop back in, but with Jordan Addison, it kind of felt like he was the last tier break at wide receiver, and then that tier break just falls off. The, I, I like Josh Downs, by the way, but I think Josh Downs is the tier below him, and I think the, the Vikings clearly saw that too, and and maybe there weren't there wasn't an opportunity to trade up because they felt – or trade back, I should say, because they felt a team like maybe the Bills wanted a Jordan Addison, maybe somebody yeah. else, um, some of these other teams, so maybe they, they didn't want to risk moving – back a few spots and risk those teams jumping up or, you know, so um, I think they took the right approach if they didn't have Will Levis or Hendon Hooker as, you know, good enough they, to take a 23. They were trying though, man. They, they took that down to oh, the yeah. last second. To I move guarantee back. you they, they, they took all the calls that they could take to figure out it's either Addison or it's straight back. But we talk about the cornerbacks. Um, it was kind of like, I know Banks was a huge, huge name. Uh, Joey Porter has been a popular name recently, so kind of a little su- – not surprised, but um, kind of curious. Maybe it's just because it's a deeper cornerback class than it is receiver, um, kind of why they're they're maybe waiting there. Or maybe they just don't feel cornerback is as big of a need as fans do. Sure. We, uh, we got, we got some, uh, some good, good people in the audience here, so I feel like it's a good, good time to say if you're not subscribed to the channel yet, Help us get there. 3,000 subscribers. We're doing a giveaway, a custom skull piece from That's Badass. What are one of our sponsors? You got to get in here. It's, uh, it's, it's, I wish I, you know, I should probably get one like right over here. I should probably reach out and get one, but all you have to do is subscribe and you can be entered to win one. So, Miles, one other question for you. <laughs> and then I do have to hop off for a quick second again. Um, yeah, I got to go does, to bed. Sure. How does this comment make you feel, Miles? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a jump. Y'all, y'all good? You're going to leave already? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Mary, Mary, it was me. 
I've been on the Addison train since the jump. It was me. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good, a lot of good comments coming in here. Um, you know, we had I think Luke, Luke Shermock. It was asking who would we potentially go after if we did trade back into the first. Again, I don't really see it happening. I just again, we don't have the capital to be able to do so. Like, also, some some of you guys are saying that this is rumored out there. I am not seeing it anywhere, but I'm also not really on Twitter right now, so um, so that I'll have a hard time finding that. If we were to m- make a jump back in, I mean, obviously, some of the guys we already mentioned, right? Will Levis potentially? I, we heard throughout the process we didn't really like him that much. Now could have been smoke screens and all that. I'm not sure. And in Hooker, we did a lot of homework on him. Had that that personal visit with him. That potentially could be one. Again, we need corners. Uh, granted, you know it's a deep class, but you you have Joey Porter Jr. out there, probably the best man to man. Well, maybe not the best. One of the better man to man corners in the draft. Um, so for us to be able to go in and and get one of those guys, if we had the capital, I I, I just I'm having a hard time understanding where that would come from though. You're definitely borrowing from the future if you're if you're moving back up because we don't have a player to trade to get up there. So reactions to this comment of Addison being a short treadwell. Oh damn. <laughs> oh, he crazy. Very, very different players. Very different. Very, very different players. People are just saying it because it's pick twenty three, I get I bet. Maybe. Yeah, I mean what Treadwell's thing was jump ball, uh contested catch type receiver. Addison gets open at will. I mean, he's just a very smooth and fluid route runner, uh, can really stack receivers, sink his hips, get in and out of breaks incredibly well. Um, definitely more short. Well, I, I, Treadwell wasn't like not shorthanded. He just had contested catch scenarios all the time because he couldn't get open. So yeah. it, it's a very different uh, players. Um, I, I think a very weird comparison. I, Addison? I, I don't get it. Addison kind of feels like um, I'm not. I don't mean this as in like I I I, I, I kind of feel like Justin Jefferson that in the fact that he kind of is getting overlooked, especially for how good he was in college. Um, I'm not saying he's going to become Justin Jefferson, but like I feel like folks really overlooked the dude was a Blitnikoff Award winner win with guys like um, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Marvin Harrison, like um, Justin Jackson Smith and Jigba, like. He was the best receiver in the country with all these talented receivers on the, like still playing in college. And so um, I, I just think it, it's, he's a guy that shouldn't get overlooked and he's young. He's like what 21. So I think that's another thing that we talk about is the Vikings really like the younger players. And so um, younger prospects. And I think that that might've helped as well. Um, what, what does a, uh... What does this mean for the future of KJ Osborne, if anything? You think this just means he's kind of on, on his way out? Because when we talked with Darren Wolfson yesterday, Miles, he mentioned that uh, KJ Osborne could be a sneaky extension candidate. Does this change anything with that? No, I, I mean, if they want to keep KJ, I think they'll keep KJ. But I think this gives you a little bit more like flexibility that if you can't come to an agreement or if he just doesn't you know, take that next step that you might want, want him to take in, you know, in year four or whatever that looks like for them. Um, I don't think they're going to force themselves to do it, but yeah. I mean, I don't think, I just don't think it closes the door on anything because again, we've talked about receiver is such an important position in the NFL. So if, if they view, view that like trio being together for a long time, then I, I, I wouldn't let, I wouldn't think that would stop them from, from keeping him. 
most of the initial reactions are actually pretty positive about this pick. And I, I guess I don't see how you could be upset about this. But the, the one thing I'm seeing from players is just like talking about Kirk Cousins and how he's going to deal with this now because people are too worried about that. Deal with it. Worried? He's going to benefit. I mean, well, yeah, benefit, but like, it's probably the happiest person in all of this right now. Get to go out there, run up some numbers and get a contract from somebody. Maybe (laughs) us, maybe somebody else, but like Kirk Cousins is going to put up numbers next year. Especially if the defense is as bad as we think it's going to be. Does that, does that mean that like, what, like what if Kirk Cousins balls out and then we're we're stuck with him another year? (laughs) Are I mean, you guys that's a okay good, with it? It's a good thing. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Is it? Is it, Miles? If Kirk plays well? Well, I'm just talking long-term, like having him here in Minnesota. Well, I think the Vikings are, have gotten to a point where they kind of drew that line in the sand with them. Like, I think they'd have no problem keeping Kirk in 2024, but they don't want to keep him in 2025. Like, they don't want to give him a – Another fully guaranteed. They don't want to fully guarantee twenty twenty five too. Like, so I mean, I kind of think they've draw, drawn the line in the sand. It's more about does Kirk want to stay here another year, or does he want to? You know, he's it, it's kind of that like decision they both have to make. Yeah. Oh, Maisie Smith, there he is. We're supposed to have uh, Daniel House join us this evening, but. Uh, I, I do want to ask you guys, what what do you think the plan of attack is tomorrow? So, obviously, we didn't get any closure on Dalvin Cook tonight or Zedarius Smith. Um, they don't have a second-round pick as it stands at 10-19 uh, Thursday night. What, what, do you, what do you think they do tomorrow? I'm not sure. I mean, it's a tough scenario because we have, what, one pick next, uh, just tomorrow in general, and then – was a three picks on day on day three there. So, um, you know, you maybe look at even trading back from that third round pick to just accumulate a couple more or, you know, who knows, maybe if they find somebody that they really like, they get aggressive with it. Um, but you know, it's tough. You know, we have the Zedaria Smith situation. It'd be nice to get a pick from that, but I, my guess is we probably won't. I, I, it's so weird with the Dalvin cook thing. You know, we, we stand to make more, um, cap space or a cap savings if we trade him post June 1st. So obviously that would be any sort of future draft capital. So again, maybe them anticipating that maybe even have parameters of a deal in place as mm-hmm. we've kind of heard from a couple of people, maybe we are willing to, you know, give up a future third to move into the second, right. Uh, with our coupled with our they third. They don't have a future um, third, but, but yeah. Or like you that. know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, whatever yeah, pick that they I think they're going to be able to get for Dalvin cook, uh, they can maybe package that into a deal. Um, you know, there's all these things that we just don't know yet. Right. Um, yeah. And, and they can, you know, kind of mitigate their, their risk by, by doing that, having deals already in place. Do you guys think that the Vikings could, if they don't find a trade this week, they could just post June one Dalvin then? At this like, point, like cut, cut him, him? post him because I mean, it's only- I mean, Darren Wolfson said that like the resolution is likely to come this weekend. So I would have to believe that they're going to do something. I just, I just say that because if, if they regular, if they like just like outright cut him, you're only saving five, you're saving un- just under 6 million, but you could, if you post June one of them, you could save um, 9 million 
And yeah, right. it's three million next year, but I don't really think that three million next year is that bad. Whereas they're really tight against the cap right now, or like heading into the summer. And so then you can get that money back from Dalvin. You have Brian O'Neill in your back pocket for restructure. So there, I feel like it would just give you a little bit more flexibility to add maybe some additional free agents that are available um, still. Because if there's a, there's some guys still available that can that could help them. Yeah. Um, back to back to your question about tomorrow, though. Um, I, I'm with you, Ryan. I think I think they try to move Dalvin. I think maybe they try to move a, a Zadarius Smith if possible. Um, but it, it kind of feels like they want to keep him. So, um, but Dalvin definitely feels like a guy that they want to move. So, I mean, maybe uh, maybe you can get a, a mid round pick for him or something, and or pick swaps, kind of like Ryan said, or or what have you. But um, hey, if you can if you can get a deal done and you can get a pick back just to add to it and save some money, um, they should. So, um, yeah, kind of an interesting situation just because <laughs> they picked at 23 and then they're not another pick for 50, what, 50, 50, yeah, 54 more picks. Yeah, yeah that's, the, like that. that's the tough part. It's like tomorrow's going to be yeah, just so boring unless, unless we hear about something during the day. Yeah, maybe there's a Trey Lance situation or something. That'd be kind of cool. God, you know what? Honestly, we we need to like we need just need to do it. We got to get. I, I want a resolution on what the future at that quarterback position 100%, is. One hundred percent. That's right. And for me, I'd much. I think I still personally would rather have Lance over Hooker or Levis. And it's nothing against those guys. I have nothing against either of those two in terms of like I I actually like Hooker better than Levis. I have no issues with hooker. I know a lot of fans do um, have issues with him. I think he's going to be a good player in this league, but just the skill set that Lance has is just in- incredible. Now, obviously we need to see it realized, but um, yeah, I- I'd be really excited about him. And he's still really young. Like I think he's younger than hooker and I think he's around the same age as Levis. So um, even after being in the league for two years already, did you guys, um, did you get a chance to, watch Kirk Cousins on, on Bleacher Report tonight? <laughs> You're asking the wrong group, man. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you watch Kirk Cousins on Bleacher well, Report? No, I didn't. I didn't, but I'm just seeing it now. I'm just seeing it scroll through my timeline. So I was just curious if you guys had seen it. Um, right. Man, you know, I was at the, the school for assembly. Ryan was at the baseball diamond. And yes. uh Miles, Miles was chasing was those kids around. Chasing those two kids around, you know? And I wasn't about to watch that shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want Jason, to share it. Jason, any uh any thoughts on, on tonight? I know you kind of were facilitating. Uh what 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 are your thoughts and, and, and what where where should we go from here? I mean, like I'm I'm good. Like You're happy. Yeah, like if you're not gonna have one of like you know all the smoke that was you know which this was yeah there was just too much of that beforehand for me to really buy the Vikings are trading up to three and all that stuff like it's like everyone got the same text message at the same time and like the like Twitter <laughs> everywhere Roast just kind of like at the exact same time this is what the Vikings are doing uh, so like I wasn't really buying that and uh, I'm glad they didn't just take a quarterback to take a quarterback, you know, like, mm-hmm. like Miles said, I think this regime, if they are going to do it, they're going to like actually like take a swing versus just kind of, you know, hoping and praying someone falls to them unless it's a mid round sort of thing. So uh, yeah, like I'm happy with this good position, good pairing with JJ. 
And I think it's something that'll benefit us for the really long term. Uh, the defense go, needs some work, but like th- this pick is is great. We got to we got Daniel House here now. There he is. Daniel, hey, what's going on, guys? How do you feel about the Vikings selecting Jordan Addison this evening? I, I tell you, Jordan Addison will get some nice matchups in this Hi, offensive Jason. scheme. Based on his route running ability and separation skills, uh, it's it's a perfect fit for the offense. I like it what a lot. I tell, what I tell you, House? What did I tell you? You called that it would be wide receiver, so you were spot on. Do you need me to bring up Miles? Do you need me to bring up my my last final mock draft where I I predicted this would be the pick? Did you? Yeah. You're welcome for the tip. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so Daniel, is it safe to say that you're you're happy with this pick then? Yeah, I thought it would be between Deontay Banks and Jordan Addison there. I mean, gosh, I really like Deontay Banks's film and thought, oh man, this would be a perfect fit. But I understand where Jordan Addison, it was probably between those two players for me at that pick slot, going, which one do you want to do? And you look at the ability to take the offense to another level. Like last year, I always felt like watching the game that they lacked that one dynamic route runner to mm-hmm. complement Justin Jefferson. When you go back and watch the film, you're you're just saying, hey, maybe if they have one more dynamic route runner to take advantage of some of the ways teams are scheming to take away Justin Jefferson and now I I think about bunch sets with Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, and then you know everybody talks about the separation skills and the route running, which is you know very good, but also like the body control and ability to make those tough, quick adjustments as needed. Mm-hmm. I saw that a ton at Pittsburgh. I mean yeah. that's where people got to go back and watch what he did when he was at Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett. Like USC is not an accurate reflection completely of what he was able to do and the scheme that he played within. I mean, last year he's learning a brand new offensive scheme and, you know, Pittsburgh, I I saw a ton of stuff on there. I mean, everybody was talking Jordan Addison up, I mean, for a long period of time uh, at Pittsburgh. So, I mean, to be able to get him at the back half of the first round, I think that's, that's a good move for the Vikings. Were you surprised with kind of how like the the board fell? I was a little bit surprised, especially like there were a couple picks with Emmanuel Forbes going 16. That yeah. I figured a wide receiver would maybe jump down. And then when Jack Campbell went, I was like, okay, definitely a surprise pick there. So with those two selections and then Quentin Johnston as well, I went, well, the Vikings are going to have a chance to pick the type of receiver that they want in their offensive scheme. That was the missing piece skill set that they needed. And Addison checked the box of the type of receiver that you would think, you know, the Vikings were potentially targeting. Yeah, it's uh, I, I was kind of nervous that they were going to take Will Levis at 23, um, though. I, I think I saw a report here by Alec Lewis that was like, no, there's no way that that was actually going to happen. Um. But, yeah, I Miles has been hammering. I'll give credit to Miles here. Miles has been hammering the, the, the table for Jordan Addison since before we even left for the Senior Bowl. Um, he was one of his guys from the, from the jump. And so 
I, I think the Vikings, I'd give them an A plus tonight. Um, I, I don't think there's, there's many other scenarios that could have played out yeah. where I would, I mean, I think this is, I think they, I think they did a perfect job. If they couldn't trade back and if they didn't want to risk losing, whether it was a Banks, Porter, Addison, if they want to risk losing those, any one of those three, which they likely would have, um, then take the guy that you had highest. And it sounds like Addison was that guy. And I was telling them how, so I think Addison, it was clearly that like last year break of the first round receivers. Um, and so I think they felt with how like the, the receiver draft isn't as deep as the corner draft as the corner. Correct. Class. And yep. so I think they were like, Hey, if we need to address corner tomorrow into Saturday, we have a better opportunity to find that guy there than we do a wide receiver with, with that contribution. And, and uh, especially that future outlook too. So. Um, well, yeah. yeah. And you look at Brian Flores' ability to develop defensive backs. You can definitely get some value later by finding somebody that fits the scheme. I mean, I was going through looking at cornerbacks. There's several that check the boxes. We talked about Corey Trice last time I was on here, Tyreek yeah. Stevenson, Makai Blackman at USC. Those are a few that I could see the Vikings having some interest in. Done a lot of homework on Jarek Bernard Converse, too. I mean, there, there are a lot of corners – Terrell Smith in the draft. Terrell Smith as well. Another good one. Like the Vikings would be just fine getting a cornerback later on. I felt like if they were going to go corner, it was probably banks there. And then you, like you said, they're at the tier of that wide receiver position going, all right, there's a drop off here Mm -hmm. after Addison selected because there was that big run. So the key though, was when Emmanuel Forbes and Quentin Johnson went, I said, okay, the Vikings are going to have a lot of options here. Yes. Uh, yeah. That was key. Look at these comments come in. Every, I, this might be like a unanimous, like agreement. I, like, I don't, I don't think there's any fan out there. I haven't Boy, seen Boyd any. in the Boyd in the comments is not all about it. He, he thinks That's he's a no. and, a slow uh, four, five, 40. And yeah. my, uh, my, my neighbor texted me saying he hated the pick i don't think he hates the player i hated. think he yeah i don't think he hates the player i think he um he is he's of the mindset that our defense is really bad and we need to fix it and we need corners and sure. we need so like i i understand the logic but at the same time again we we have no future at wide receiver right now beyond this year right, mm-hmm, right. we we had need. There is a legitimate need for a wide receiver too on this team because I don't think. I, I no disrespect to KJ. He's a fine receiver. I, he's not. He's not what NFL teams need nowadays. If you don't have an extremely elite quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have an extremely elite quarterback, you need really good playmakers around the these good, very good quarterbacks to allow them to be effective in their systems. So um, Jordan Addison gives us that. As we mentioned, House, you just said it, very deep corner class. Corey Trice, Stevenson, uh, there's a lot of players left that you know mm-hmm. you can even get in the third round. Uh, heck, even um, even if you wanted to just go to a straight nickel, like you go to a straight uh, – Keytrell Clark. Uh, mm-hmm. tr- um, Jartavius Hodges- Martin. 
Jartavius Martin. That's yeah, my guy. Yeah, yeah, that's Miles's guy. Yeah. Hey, if, um, he gets, if he gets drafted by the Vikings, I like don't have me on oh, because I, it'll be a wrap. Like I, I feel yeah. you too. He's been he's been one of my dudes too for a long time. Just because I've watched <laughs> all these Big Ten games, you know, I've I've seen I've watched all these guys live. So I love the Seattle pick with Devin Witherspoon too. He he will be a dude. Oh, I and love complimenting that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and they get Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Can we talk they, about the Seahawks for a second? Like, I know that's screwed, not our team. They screwed up the Lions. They screwed up the Lions strategy. I guarantee it. The Seahawks crushed totally. it tonight. Yeah, keep absolutely Jackson Smith and Jigba and Devin Witherspoon, like two yeah. top players at their respective positions, and yep. already had a monster draft last year. Yeah, and improved the offensive line. Now you look at the playmakers with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Jackson Smith and Jigby, you got Kenneth Walker in the backfield. Yeah. So Gino's got nice weapons, solid offensive line, and developing that defense. Now you can focus on the defense, uh, you know, the defensive line, maybe the front seven with these next couple picks. But man, I was impressed with that. I hey, kind of hey. think. Oh, go ahead, I was Miles. just going to say, it feels like the Seahawks had the draft the first round with their multiple picks that the Lions, we thought the Lions were going to have, and the Lions <laughs> had the draft that this, we thought the Seahawks were going to have, right? Like, the Seahawks were always predict, unpredictable. They drafted, like, weirdest players, um, and it didn't really make sense. But it kind of flipped. It's kind of it's weird. So we have, uh, we have Boyd in the chat. He's still kind of upset with the, the selection. Okay. Really okay. wants to address the defense. So I'm going to throw this to you guys. How can we uh, – I don't want to say calm, but how can we relieve some stress from Boyd? Uh, Brian Flores. Okay, just as simple as that, huh? Well, there- I mean, you, you look at you look at some of the players that he's been able to develop. Uh, like, I mean, you look at outside of Christian Wilkins, you look at that Miami defense. It was made up of a bunch of guys that weren't like first round picks, right? I mean, Javon Holland, second rounder, uh, Xavier Howard, second rounder. Uh, that he got a lot of good production out of like other cornerbacks that were like undrafted or fifth rounders, sixth rounders. Uh, like, was it Nick Needham? I think it was mm-hmm, one, of the, Needham, one of the yep. guys. Yeah. So like, like he can, uh, and then you look back at his uh, new England days, Jonathan Jones just got a big payday. That's, that's an undrafted guy. Um, uh, JC Jackson, an undrafted guy that he helped develop and, and turn into a quality player. Right. So like, and obviously it's got Bill Belichick there, but Brian Flores has the ability to take multiple talent and, and get the best out of them. So it wasn't a necessity to go ahead and get the, the, the first round guy. Well, and they want, they want to create sustainable, a sustainable defense too. They don't want to just create like flash in the pan. I'm not saying that banks, I think banks would have been a great fit, but again, what we've talked about is they drafted like this regime drafted a Caleb Evans last year. They drafted Andrew Booth. They brought in Byron Murphy. They brought in Joe Williams. Like, they want to let those guys play, um, and yeah, might not work, but they want they, they 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 need to see and get those guys opportunities to play and see the field. Um, I, I'm all for like hedging the bet and like going to get another guy that like might have a little bit more upside. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that, but I think they have a plan with what they want to do specifically at like DB. Um, they got Lewisine coming back. I mean, Cameron Bynum can maybe play in the nickel a little bit too. Like, they have. They have some versatility and flexibility in the, at the D, at DB, um, and I think Flores' scheme in general is going to fit better than what we saw last year. And so, that, like, there might be that natural progression 
rather than just like bringing one rookie in to like think that that player is going to like have this like major drastic impact the way that an Addison would, which I don't think would happen in year one. Mm -hmm. And then the Vikings brought in veteran defensive players. Like I'm I'm not saying they're world beaters or anything, but like Dean Lowry, they brought in Marcus Davenport, you know, we talked about Byron Murphy, Uh, you know, like they have guys like it's, I don't think we could ever expect the like jump from like basically one of the worst defenses in the league to like, a top 10 defense that was never, but I think Brian Flores himself and then some of the players they brought in can hopefully get them at least to like a little bit more of a middle of the road and just be a little bit more consistent um, than anything. And I, mm-hmm. I don't think that's too much to ask. So um, I was all about loading up in the draft on offense and then using future like cap space to continue to load up on defense. Cause I feel like that's just a, an easier approach. Did, did the Eagles just mess around? It's Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith's yeah. still on the board. Yeah. Someone did was they just that... mess around and get Jan... That'd be crazy. <laughs> getting Carter and Nolan Smith in this draft like that? Just be insane. Yeah, just add another Georgia playmaker on defense. Jeez, you know, yeah. I mean, they'll weapon. have a, they'll have like the 2020 what, the... 22 starting defensive line. Yeah, and the, besides you'll have besides Trayvon Walker, Nolan Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Carter got to Kobe Dean like yeah. it's crazy there is I mean a, we'll see if they pick them but yeah I mean it seems like a slam dunk pick here there's there's two things one Ryan early on January you always you, you said it consistently on the show but one quarterback always falls and it's mm-hmm. been Will Levis tonight mm-hmm. I mean we're at pick 30 I do he not looks like see Bo him. Callahan right now man like yeah he's not happy. How yeah. far does he slide? That that's the question I have. I mean, he's on his phone right now, scrolling Twitter. To yeah, one I mean, same thing. You like at some of these teams coming up, Detroit maybe as a succession I see, plan. I could see the Rams doing it. The Rams. Yeah. I was about to say the Rams easily could. could they have do the that book. As if succession. anybody has a book on book on Will Levis too, it's it's the Rams. Exactly. Yeah, that that's what I'm thinking is maybe the Rams would potentially be. Maybe Tennessee at forty-one. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But the other but guy. But I mean, that's... when you when you look at it, it yeah, the whole the whole process of evaluating quarterbacks, we're not in the room to be a part of the interviews and the workouts and and talk to all the people that they get to talk to about these guys. So right. when I when I hear things about quarterbacks, I always say we're not getting all the information just because we're on the outside. So the the components, that's why a lot of times people watch the film and then the quarterback ends up sliding just because there's additional information that they get that they accumulate and they they just don't like the player, you know. Yeah. I I'm just the uh... One hundred percent grizzly. What 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 did Grizzly say? Oh, he just said our lack of receivers getting open caused more O line problems than bad linemen. That's true. There's a lot of times last year when you look at the all twenty two, where they needed another receiver that was mm-hmm. a dynamic route runner. Yeah. Do you guys think that uh, we're uh, kind of shifting away from the the Vikings here? Um, Joey Joey Porter Jr. is still on the board. And the yeah, Steelers, I can't believe it. Steelers pick at at thirty two. I hope they take a, him. Hope they get I, him. I did too. That would be fine. I mean, I I had him mocked to them at whatever original draft slot they had. Um, 
So yeah, that that that'd be fitting. <laughs> they, hey, that's a need too. They need corners. So, um, Daniel, tomorrow, what are you looking for uh, from the Vikings? Well, tomorrow we'll see. I mean, you you gotta evaluate how the board shakes out in the second round and see what options are available. I I wouldn't guess they probably move up into the second round, but I could see them trying to potentially, you know, move up a few picks if there's somebody in the third round that they really, really want. But I would focus on the defense now looking at, you know, defensive tackle, maybe a pass rusher, an edge type player or a corner. Those would be the areas that I would, I would focus on heading into tomorrow. Any particular players you're, you're hoping for? Yeah. I mean, in the, the pick, it's tough because you don't really know like who's going to slide in the pick ranges, but I, I was very impressed with Derek Hall from Auburn. I felt like he was somebody that had Brian Flores written all over him as a potential edge with some versatility that could help the Vikings out immediately. I, I would say corner tomorrow too. You got Cam Smith out there, Tyreek Stevenson, Corey Trice. Didn't get the corner in round one. Only one I would have considered picking was Deontay Banks in the first round. That's it. Otherwise, now I focus my attention strictly on Cam Smith. I think Cam Smith is the best remaining cornerback available and would be an outstanding fit as well. So maybe you can finagle a way to to get up into the second round. I don't know if it's possible, but it would be nice to have that second round pick right now because I think there's a lot of talent out there. Bulldogs are back at it. You're a good call, right? Yeah. No way. They yeah. picked Smith. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, did they? I, I, I legitimately yeah. thought they would take him at 10. So, oh, like, crap. the fact that they're getting him at 30 is something. They know how to – Howie Roseman is the best GM in the, in the league, in my opinion. Like, the dude the finesse. I mean, part, of, part, part of it's luck, though. Like, part of it's – like, that – having Nolan Smith fall to you at 30 is well, luck. Well, of course, like, that's, that's luck. I'm saying, like – some of the he way capitalizes he on it. Yeah, he capitalizes, but he, the way he maneuvers, like, play, he's not afraid to trade players for picks. He's not afraid yeah, to, like, yeah, for sure. For like, sure. those things to, like, recoup and, and take chances. I just, I just love, like, and if it doesn't work out, he moves on. I don't know. I, I just love the approach. Yeah, he's a very good GM. Gosh, so, as, yeah. as the first round kind of comes to a close here, the Vikings got their guy. They didn't trade back. So, tomorrow. It's kind of a crapshoot on on how it's going to mm-hmm. go. We might not be on this live show again until until late tomorrow. But any final thoughts from you three before we close this out? Yeah, I think we need to make something nothing? happen. Yeah, I think we need to make something happen tomorrow. I, again, uh, to Daniel's point, you know, there's going to be some really interesting uh, cornerback prospects available, and then our guy, which is a huge need for us as well, Keanu Benton. So if, yeah. if hey. either if Cam Smith, Keanu Benton, Joey Porter Jr., uh, Tyreek Stevenson, those are kind of like my four guys that if if we have an opportunity to move up into the second round and they're there at an achievable spot, you go yes. make that move to do that. Um, those I, I love all four of the, those guys. Um, probably if I rank them, I really like both Joey Porter Jr. and Cam Smith. So you, I, you can't go wrong either way there. But then Keanu Benton's fun. I'm a big, big fan. So um, I think he would be bring an instant nastiness and, and competitive spirit to that defensive line. Miles, Daniel, feel the same way? 
Yeah, I kind of remember it. Like Quasi said it the other uh, couple of weeks ago at his um, pre-draft press conference. He was like, it's more about – it's quality more than quantity, right? And so the Vikings knew that yep. they only have five picks. The board – it was always going to be tricky picking at 23 how they were going to maneuver. And so I, I think I was I think I'm still most surprised that they picked at 23, but because of how the board fell, it kind of just made the most sense. And so um, I think Quazy's just going to play it tomorrow by ear and see what kind of what happens. I think we talked about Dalvin Cook likely to get traded. Um, you know, if if not traded, then cut. But you know, maybe there's a Trey Lance situation that happens tomorrow. Who knows? Um, but I would hope the Vikings were at least involved. If you know if something, but. Um, I don't know. I kind of think Quazy is going to be – would be more willing to move up from – stay at 87, but maybe move up from 119, that type of thing. I kind of feel like he's the kind of GM that would rather have the middle round picks than the th- day three picks. So um, I kind of feel like he'd be more aggressive in that range than he would be just like constantly moving back like we saw Rick do. So I don't know. Yeah, and I agree with that because it's you look at the draft from top to bottom, there's definitely a range where things sort of fall off and you've got older players. And the thing that we didn't talk about here is Jordan Addison's only 21 years old. Yes. He turns 22 in January, and he's performed with production, what he did at Pitt, then what he was able to do with Lincoln Riley for a year at USC. I mean, you bring somebody in that's got – the acceleration, deceleration out of the brakes, quick feet, so good at that initial aspect of the release where you need him to get separation off the line of scrimmage. And then when you need him to, he can make, he has a body control to flash those hands quick and make an adjustment. I mean, there's a lot of different things that he can do The after the catch ability. I noticed that on film too, being Mm -hmm. able to take a screen and stretch you laterally. I mean, it opens up more components for the offense schematically, puts another threat in there, and then now you got to focus your attention on defense. And that's why you brought Brian Flores in, to maximize, develop, find the gems. People forget player evaluation guy who you know spent a lot of time evaluating players for the Patriots. He has that background, and he will be searching for some gems that he thinks possibly fit his defensive scheme best. So – I would say Vikings had to do it just the way the board shook out and the value that they had to upgrade a position that that made sense for them. Hundred percent, yeah. I, uh, I I'm excited for the rest of this draft to see how they kind of fill these needs. But uh, a good start tonight with the selection of Jordan Addison. I want to thank uh, everybody in the in the chat here, everybody who's listening. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have a bunch of coverage the rest of this week, but if you're here still, uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. We're only we're less than a hundred followers or subscribers away from three thousand, and once we hit that point, you'll be entered in to the drawing for a custom skull piece from that's badass wood art. So make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Join us tomorrow night for whatever the Vikings do, whether it's trade Dalvin Cook, cut Dalvin Cook, uh, trade up for a Will Levis, trade up for a cornerback, you know, endless possibilities heading into tomorrow night. But until next time, everybody, from myself, from Ryan, Miles, and Daniel, Skull Vikings.